This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I think we could get Obama. Why not? What's, what else? What is he's doing? Let's come on. A, let's come on a uh, podcast of a podcast show. And we're back on Laughter the Club. I am Jeff at Los Jiv on Twitter. We have with us a Mike Ryan fan account. We got Cajun Miami. We got Fleming M. We have Miss Pamela Lace Halloween Basic on Twitter, and uh, maybe some other people will show up. We'll see. I was thinking we could start out with something that I found particularly humorous this week, which was uh, Dan's apparent inability to tell that John Amici was gay, despite him trying in every way possible to uh, to demonstrate to him that he was. So uh, does anybody have any good stories along those sort of lines? Because I thought that was hysterical. Yes. I do. Pam? So we're going to go way back in time to like 1998, probably in Dallas. And I worked with a physician who I got along really well with. We had the same humor. We were interested in the same things. Um, he was super attractive. We were around the same age. He was not married. Neither was I. And I thought this is it. So we started hanging out a lot. Like, Outside of work, we did a lot of things together. We ate out a lot. We got pedicures together. We went antiquing on the weekends. We looked at uh, just you name it. Like we did all these things together. But like I never could advance the relationship to the point where it was more than just hanging out together all the time. And I couldn't figure out why. I mean, the antiquing and the pedicures were not a clue. Then he had me over. He wanted me to come see where he lived. And I thought, okay, this is where the magic happens, right? So I go to this apartment complex, like the nicest complex in that part of Dallas at the time. And it's a one-bedroom apartment. And he introduces me to his roommate, who is a male. And I still don't get it. This male is also a physician that we work with. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like, so you guys can split expenses and you can save money. and it took me, it was six months hanging out with him and with his roommate. And and I was talking about him constantly at work. And my supervisor, who I was friendly with, finally pulled me aside and said, you know, they're together, right? 
I'm like, no, we go out all the time. And she's like, yeah, you're his best friend. You're not wow. his, the person I won't name is his girlfriend. It's not you. <laughs> so I have some follow-ups here. Uh, yeah. Did you think y'all were like just talking or dating? And I'm only asking like, was there an intimate kiss at some point? Or there even were kisses kiss on the cheek and stuff always when we would see each other. There were big hugs. Um, I would make a point. He was an ED doc and I worked on the other end of the hospital. And But I would make a point like we would time our meal breaks so that we could meet in the middle in the cafeteria. And there would always be like a big hug when we would meet to get our food and stuff. It's like there was physical contact but not sexual so did he ever bring up his roommate and i'm not trying to make you seem worse i'm actually curious like oh john uh gets off at five so i can't i have to i have dinner with john yeah i mean he would say stuff okay. like that all the time and I, it never occurred to me and it, i hang out with my roommate all the time okay but i also live in a two-bedroom that's that's kind of the key <laughs> yeah that was the one bedroom the one bedroom yeah. might be a kicker great there, detail i don't know why that wasn't my first question uh, honestly i am an idiot and i thought well i don't know like two young physicians they don't want to take on they probably have a lot of student loan debt they don't want to take on more debt they don't care like they're not trying to impress people by having the biggest nicest house in town so they got a one-bedroom apartment it's none of my business mm. i just thought like wow how lucky can you get like your two guy friends are amazing and beautiful and you're gonna end up married to one of them because he loves you <laughs> i mean Wilson looks at antiques with you at seven o'clock on saturday morning were either of them british Oh, okay. they're just gay. British. Oh, good joke. Good joke. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, um, nice so actually, to that point, surprise, surprise, I was in a fraternity in college or whatnot. And one of the dudes I became closest with, um, my first conversation with him was about all of our ex-girlfriends and girl issues and all that stuff. And uh, it was already his like senior year in college. And we're just, you know, chilling in a room doing college things couple of people in the room were gay and were like playing out on going out to bars and so they're talking about going out to this uh neighborhood in st louis that's like known for having gay bars called the grove and he's like oh hey guys uh can i join y'all and they're like hey man like you know it's a gay bar like just so you know like we're going to gay bars he's like yeah i'm gay we had no inkling of an idea before that and that's how <laughs> he came out we're like oh okay and continued the conversation, however it was going. And that was the most casual and least romantic way that I've ever uh, heard anyone come out to anyone. No, yeah, he's probably like, what the fuck are y'all going for? <laughs> yeah. like, don't think you're asking me why. <laughs> like, right, don't, so, don't drill me about it. So in, in all fairness, uh, counterpoint, um, a couple, well, a few of my buddies, we, well, a whole bunch of us go to these same group bars all on one street. And there's a bunch of breweries and like this old shitty place called the huddle that we always hang out at. But there's one gay bar down at the end of the street. And at some point, a couple of my buddies figured out, and they only did this when they were pretty hammered, but they figured out that if they went there, they could get a bunch of free drinks. So they just started going and hanging out at the gay bar when they were really hammered because people bought them drinks. It's That's pretty weird. goddamn terrible, I actually. Yeah, most after after, yeah. after I said it out loud, I'm like, wow, these people are terrible. Aren't they? <laughs> no, I, uh, sorry, I actually never got a drink bar for me when I used to frequent gay bars in St. Louis. And, um, because you're yeah. so pretty. I mean, I had people call me gorgeous, which was a great like confidence booster. That's probably the main reason I went. 
<laughs> that's why he's part of this zoom wow he's like the only reason i show up to places is to continue to receive yeah that's the only reason why i like you guys kids can you confirm you're more likely to you know see gay people in like the triple a than the bush stadium per se oh like, yes is that just yeah. a thing okay well yeah it's too, just like or at least ask. Ask, right that's kind yeah. of the difference what's well, um, like should, i don't know it's just awesome should, should we elaborate on that because i don't think many people even know what the question was Oh, um, like you just seem to see more, you know, gay people in Miami, like okay. out and about than you do in St. Louis. Oh, well, yeah. Definitely just more people, very... more, yeah, more, more gay people come down here in general. And like Key West is the second biggest pride parade in the country, actually, after San Fran. So, but is it like, is it like a San Francisco thing where it's attracted people to come down to move there because of the openness? Or is it people here? are hiding it because they're afraid of like it's just not you know it just feels like we just live 10 yeah, years I, behind the rest of the country you know what i mean yeah I, I probably think it's a combo i probably yeah. think it's a combo where people are just like more out in the open here because it's like a little bit more accepted um and also we just got a lot of people who are like immigrating here right we're like whatever just moving down here we have a positive like uh trend of people moving down here instead of losing population yeah, I see, and this is outsider looking in. I see Miami is just a sexual city in general, and I don't mean like they're all out there sleeping with each other, but it's just a we sexual are. city. And then when you are a landing spot for, it's the cocaine. Everybody, no, it's, everybody wants to go do cocaine and sleep with each other. That's no, the heat, man. What it is is, uh, it, like kids was pointing out, the immigration was actually a, a strong point because not everybody immigrates just to leave Cuba and come to Miami, right? Like some people are actually leaving like towns that don't accept that and countries that don't accept that, whether it be religion, their family. And there's a whole documentary. I can't remember what it's called, but I'll look it up here a little later. And, uh, but it's crazy about this country that they literally have to leave the town and they make up new names and move to Canada um, because they're literally hunting down homosexual people. It's insane. So the immigration part's actually a huge factor in that but also midwest i mean you're just talking a different different background of religion and quote unquote it's super sheltered over there even though there's like a pretty large gay community in st louis it's still like there's only like three gay bars in the whole city and it's like you know a million people million and a half so my story is the complete opposite my story is about a family member she's quite a few years older than me uh, back in the day, you know how it was only the house phone. So when you wanted to talk to your girlfriend at 12, 13, 14 years old, you would uh, you'd try to go get the house phone late at night. Well, I was at a cousin's house and I picked up the phone and her and her girlfriend were on the phone talking. And at 13, 14, it was very clearly a girlfriend, girlfriend conversation, right? Basically an argument between the two that was relationship driven. And they were in high school. So it's not like the conversation was that much more mature. And so I went and told my cousin, uh, my husband, hey, I think these two people are together. No, no way, no way, no way. This is at 13, 14 years old. Okay. I told him this then. Knew it my whole time after. Who cares? Never brought it up. They went through the whole roommates thing that Pam just brought up. They went through living together, their entire lives together. And it was only, I'd say, maybe five years ago that she came out. And everybody was like, did you hear about, are we fucking serious right now? So to, <laughs> to, put, a, to put a bow tie on this, bow tie, a ribbon on this, <laughs> let's put uh, a Clinton Yates bow tie. What a great ending to a pod. We'll um, leave all that nonsense. What's your favorite type of tie? 
Like, I can tell you my least favorite type of tie. He has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Uh, good times. Um. Anyway, I was thinking we could um, we could clear out for one second and let Eric uh, discuss um, the relationship that he hopes to have one day with Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, I just want to go. Well, me, him, and Dan. Like we're just gonna go around the world, just exploring ourselves. You know, meditating. Three of us. Kumbaya and peace. Maybe even Mike. Mike, uh, what was it? What was it? One time he was stressed out. He was just saying some, some weird stuff about the ocean that only I would enjoy. Like that we're just as humans naturally drawn to the ocean. I think it was when COVID like first hit and he was really stressed and he was trying to make it work. He's like, maybe he has this side of him too, so he could join. It'd be like Ninja Turtles just meditating with the Dalai Lama. Not Mike, Jordan? and and I'm a lot like Mike. I will fuck up a high if you try to go too spiritual on me. I feel like that's Mike, and there's not a diss on Mike. Mike is oh definitely not. Okay, maybe, maybe maybe not Mike. Then. Yeah, Mike is. There's maybe no way Steve. Mike is spiritual. He's a broy dude who just like he's a weekend warrior. You know, no fatherhood changes a man. No, it does not. Man, you can't look in your kids' eyes and not wonder. <laughs> How did I create this? Who what is you, creation? Who do you think you would bond with more between Don, Don, Dan, and Aaron Rodgers after it was all done? Because I know obviously we're all here because of Dan and the show. But I feel like what triggered this thought was Aaron Rodgers today. So do you think that you'd adapt and be closer to him? Yeah, I mean, he's just a dude trying to find himself. You know, you get to a point where money just doesn't fix your problems anymore. You got to dig deeper, and I want to join him on this path. But like, who would you be closer to in in real life? Or like just yeah, on this uh, mission, this aspect. In, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, let me tell you something I just observed, and then you tell me if it changes or not. Because you said mm-hmm. money, you get to a point, money doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers got to that after getting the biggest contract in NFL history. Dan got to that when he was making nothing as a sports writer. So now, who do you think you'd probably get closer to on the spiritual mission? Dan. One of the things I was going to add, or really just comment on, was that one of the things I noticed about Aaron was that. I respect the fact that he's able to see like multiple sides on a kind of controversial issue and try to kind of bridge the divide. I respect that. That's not easy to do. But at the same time, like I am, I'm good at that. But at the same time, I also have very strong opinions about things. So I think that aspect of me is more like Dan. Like if I ever meditate or whatever, I, I see things objectively. I feel like I can see what really matters to me. And that kind of makes it stronger of a feeling to me. That, with that being said, I, I feel like I'd be more down to meditate with Dan and have him real. Well, I'll comment on that. I, I think, although Aaron Rodgers is, seems to see both sides, I don't think it's necessarily that he's not willing to go full pedal to the metal on a topic. But there's two different ways to do it: is where you do have these strong beliefs, especially if they're about injustices that aren't necessarily your gender, or your race, or your demographic, right? And so you want to be the loud voice. You also don't want to come across as an apologist that's just doing it to say that you did it and to get the likes and the hearts and everything from the same demographic that you're trying to defend. And I'm not saying that people do it for that reason, but there is a level of like self-awareness where you're like, let me not pretend to get it so much. And that's not just about minority issues. Same thing with women injustices and men trying to overdo it. And I'm not saying they're intentionally doing it, but there can be that almost overstating it where you're acting as if you truly understand it. Um, if that makes any sense. 
What up, Lou? What up? What's good? So yeah, lighter note, Lou and Sales has joined us. The one buyer purchaser of a printer for the Levitard show. So how did you feel when they, uh, we're going to just freestyle here. How'd you feel when they uh, mentioned your printer? Uh, it was good. I wish they would have would have said at least Lou in sales. Uh, but uh, I have I have a feeling that if they like reward people for sending them things and more people will just keep sending them things like, oh, cool. If I send something to the show, though, the whole thing. I didn't think I was going to raise any money. And then I got like $130 that people donated to me. So I was like, well, I got to do it now. Like, yeah. it, was a jo- it was a joke. I was like a joke. I was like, oh, wow. Can I really start a GoFundMe page? And then well, someone gave $80. It was Mark. <laughs> it was Mark. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I hope it shows up. I No one's like, you know, no one's like DM me and be like, Hey, cool. We got the printer or it's like a picture. Like we got our printer. So I have no clue because I send stuff to the Levitar show all the time. So I never know if they actually get it or don't get it. So wait, what other what? stuff have you sent to the show? Uh, you all the time? I've and, sent, why are, and why aren't we getting it? Uh, you, you know, if you guys, if you listen to the, the new uh, get to know a Lauer Ranger, that's going to be dropping on the 14th, I believe you'll get Same. to know some of that oh. stuff, but I mean, I've sent everybody a copy of the uh, Stu Guy's personal record, but if I sent that to the show a bunch. What I, well, I like to believe that it's just pictures of Lou over and over again. <laughs> no, it's it's all merchandising, hats or shirts. And- when Lou tells you that he learned this from Stu he's not lying. Anytime Lou thinks of anything, the end game, he's done very charitable things and big salute to him because he sacrifices a lot of his time for merchandise for this podcast that makes zero dollars lou is not doing this without an end game no and if you kick rocks <laughs> no, he's dropping a business card on each one wait, of wait you're well you don't just do this to be my friend no just for you eric i'm absolutely doing it just to be your friend okay for everybody else that's why you have that's why i have i haven't sent you any any free gifts yet because i'm doing it for for reals and not trying to get something out of you i got i got a free gift I got yeah. a free gift. I got two. Blue, I can't believe. I got no free gifts. I can't believe Fuck I've Blue. exchanged funds. What? I can't believe. I can't believe I've exchanged funds with a man named Lou Rafter and Sales from the internet. Yeah, that's growth. I'm yeah, growing. Yeah. You know what? I, Lou oh, made. That's trust. Lou was responsible for for our listeners that didn't see it on Twitter. Lou was responsible for several of my Christmas gifts, actually, and I thought he killed it. He made this like Dodgers Lakers championship commemorative hat. I gave him to my parent. I gave one to my dad, my brother, my cousin, my little nephew. No, my little ne- my little cousin. But they all love him, man. They turned out really great. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Lou does Lou does a lot of dope stuff. And our guest, obviously, if you haven't heard the latest Louis, you should go check it out and check out some of the best hats. It was a dope category. I think it was probably the best category because of the reactions of people that we've wanted to talk to i forgot i forgot how good the caddy's reaction was i think that one i think sarah just has uh better followers than espn caddy that listen to this podcast and so i think that's why <laughs> that's why i so, think sarah won she just put that on twitter she was so yeah. happy and so proud to flaunt it like i don't know if the caddy ever flaunted it as much as sarah spain did well the caddy's also in the golf right i don't know if he's like Twitter following is necessarily the same as Sarah Spain's. He told me he wears it all the time. I just haven't gotten a picture of it. He says his wife tries to steal it and that he wears it all the time. I, I need to be the Billy Gill and the uh, Stu Gotts about corporate Mike here. 
I wasn't a fan of the caddy, and I'm not hating on your work, Lou. I've, you know that. I wasn't. I thought the Leda and Sarah Spain actually were, and Clinton Yates to me is super dope. Once I found out, like I'm not gonna lie, it went over my head when I saw it. No, I, I thought it, no. The category was reaction. I thought his, his the okay. caddy had a. That's his reaction was like, oh. That's that's what I thought because like yeah I think the the Nike one I think that one's my favorite just because I like how it turned out. I, I I will say the one thing that really got to me, and Sarah mentioned this, was like that little girl opening up a hat that Lou made based on our stupid ass podcast <laughs> on Christmas morning and getting excited like it it was me with an N64 in 1996, dude like. She lost her shit over the commish hat. This is a little girl. Like that was cool. I almost, almost had a crocodile tear come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, people actually listen to us. Besides my dad. Oh, yeah. We are top fifty. Good call, Eric. Mike Ryan retweet. So thank you, Mike Ryan. Uh, where's uh, Aaron? I, I really just wanted to come in here. <laughs> Dude, he, he should. He wow. showed, man. He's we hold on, hold on. We introduced Lou by complimenting his creative mind, his work. His gift, and he's like, where's his beard? Aaron? Yeah, where's and Aaron? Like, I didn't come no. here for anybody but Aaron. Well, no, not <laughs> not for him. I just wanted to uh, team up on him. Like, you want to thumb thumb down him? Yeah, that's it. I just really wanted to come in. Oh, so you so, wanted to just you wanted to come shit on Aaron? That's what you were trying to. Yeah, do. yeah, which is yes, what we I do. Wanted, yeah. I wanted. No, to come I know that's just, what I wanted to do too, and he's not here. I was gonna say not that anybody can see what I'm doing, but the whole goal, and no one will actually get this because they're not in our chat. It's just while he's talking, just do this. <laughs> For those of y'all who don't know, in our chat, Aaron cannot say anything without Lou and Sales giving a thumb down. <laughs> and it's the best bit I think that happens. It's really now. good. I really enjoy it. it. It's so you'll soon be able to You'll soon be able to join the chat. Ten ninety nine a month. Ten ninety nine? That feels cheap. We're twenty four seven service. It's true. It's like there, there is constant content. You're never um, on that chat. So, um, I have another lopic to toss around, which is my question is very simply: How do you guys see? Um, this cameo thing ending up. I'm never going to get the one that I paid for. I know. I I bought one from Stugatz on day one. And when he mentioned yesterday that he already had like 225 in the can waiting, uh, I'll never see it. Maybe you're the first, you know, like maybe it's first in, first out. So like, can you pick and choose or is it like you just... I don't know. I know that... From what I understand, Cameo will hold my money from him until he has sent me the Cameo. And at the seven-day mark, if I don't have it, I click on the button in Cameo and tell him I don't have it, and I'll get my money back. Uh, no, I, I don't... I, all right, so granted, each one of them are going to have their own issues and everything. I just don't foresee this whole Cameo project lasting longer than, like, three weeks before they crap out entirely they'll get tired of doing it i mean greg's already tired of doing it and he was like 48 hours in and he started mailing them in i don't get why they don't just like set like a monthly income goal and then just work from that and then that requires discipline or or, or being smart Well, I don't think okay. you can just turn it off and on, right? You you can change the prices, but I don't think you can just make yourself available. Anymore. No, but it's supply demand curve. Eric knows what he's talking about. Eric's smart. Yeah. Enough. No, but but you have to. You still have to accept like the video. I think. Yeah, like, I get that. You can cut yourself off after you meet the demand, but that's hi guys. 
welcome to Dan Levitard, who is not here to have you guys order 50, 500, 5,000 videos that aren't going to be done. That's not the way this should Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, no way in, there's no way in hell Stu Gatz is going to get everything finished. Well, he that's not what like... I'm saying, though. What I'm saying is like the idea of supply, demand, and meet your salary, and then call it a day, and meet your quota, whatever. They're not going to be available and just not do videos. Like Dan would lose his mind. If he knew that for two weeks out of the month or three weeks out of the month, fans are ordering stuff that never got it. Oh, yeah, I know. That, I just, I, I think they've, they've dove in so, so much into the deep end. So dive, dived, they, they dove in, they dove, they, they jumped into the deep end, <laughs> like right off the bat. And like, I, I, I don't know, man, like these guys seem like they're getting overwhelmed already. Like they're going to, it's, they're going to have to start doing, um, triage well, what, on these things no yeah eventually it's just gonna get so high to yeah. where you know it's like i'm not you know billy's like i would even pay myself 150 dollars to do a cameo so billy wouldn't that, pay himself a buck 50 to do a no. cameo yeah, so I, i'm not I, paying 150 either and go ahead i would that, that's what sounds like i mean i think as as fun as it would be to get a cameo it's just i don't think that that's their niche because they what you're getting you're basically getting a cameo from each of them every 15 minutes on the show when they do something that like you're basically paying them that they're going to do on the show. It just doesn't have your name attached to it. And I guess there should be a level of self-recognition here when I say that throughout the months or the last year and plus months, most of us have gotten to talk to most of the show, whether it be on Zoom or in DM. So like we are probably being super... What's the big deal? Um, and if you would have told me a year ago to pay $150 to talk to Billy, not that I've gotten to Zoom with Billy, uh, that was before my time, but still, like, the the different, the dollars change as you get to be, quote unquote, part of the show. We know when nobody's in this universe, but we're a little spoiled in the fact that we can probably DM most of the show it's and true. get at least a reply. And so I'm I should say, lose we, did, we, we know that. a guy that talks to Levitard. <laughs> Yeah, All right. So, Lou, uh, outside of making fun of Aaron, because I know we have things on our chapter, but I don't want to box you out here. Was there anything else that you had to talk about or anything else this week that you thought would be cool? And stick around because I think you'll like some of the questions. Uh, yeah, I have I have a, a Lopic, and I just thought about this tonight. And so we know that there are standing wipers because of the show, but are there standing poopers? No. Yeah. Wait, no. Also, do, you not, do you know how pooping works? <laughs> yeah, like, I've also been always confused about the standing wipers versus sitting wipers thing. There's no way you can wipe while completely sitting down. It's well, like, that's that's the whole front to back, back to front argument. If it's a back to front, you have to be standing up. But again, I don't know who wipes back to front. Back to front. Anywhere older than the age of five. I mean, I do front to back, but I stand up. Or excuse me, front to back. Yeah. Wait, front, can't front. you just lean back to front, forward? Back to front. Or lean, or lean to the side. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't wow. draw that out right in my head, and I just misspoke. But either way, yeah, sitting yeah. down is the right well, way to do. It. Thus, making wiping well, less efficient. Yeah. We're not standing but. at attention like the Nutcracker. We're simply saying standing up, like you're not sitting None. down. So I think we all are sitting down. A little bit. Pam, we're gonna skip you on this. Don't worry. I but I think we're all. I think we're all sitting down, right? Like, yeah. Like, oh. how can no, you? I, I'm, how can I don't you poop know. standing? I'm just saying there, there's got to be someone out there where they just didn't that, – that was the only way their parents could get them to go is by standing. And there's there's yeah. a guy out there or a lady out there that that's, that's how they – that's normal to them. That's like, wait, you sit down to go to the bathroom? 
right? So this may be, you know what? You may be right because this may be similar and this is a parent story and I'll make it fast. The other day, uh, my boy was using the restroom so he still has a little stool and he went pee, right? So he went, he had, my kid's OCD. He has to flush. I can't pee in his pee. He has to flush. That's <laughs> around the water. He has to move his step over. It, the kid is insane. Crazy. I love psycho. Sammy. Yeah, he's a psycho. I raised a serial murder. But I started to go pee. And obviously with him, I pull his pants down so he can go pee. He can lean forward. I simply, you know, how adult males pee, everybody. He was like, why are you doing it like that? And I'm like, wait, did people never explain to these adults to do the same thing, Lou? Not pooping, but they literally pull their pants down. And even if you're not adult, like if you're 13, 14, like if you make it to middle school and you're doing this, like your kid's not going to make it in life. So evaluate yourselves, parents. But so I'm with you, Lou. I do think people do it. And I don't know if it's they don't know any better. It, it has to be. They don't know any better. There's no way you go be. through more than like 13 years of life and interact with society at large and not like literally only live in your own home that you realize that, that you go without like realizing that you shouldn't. Uh, no, but that, but that, but that's the story. That's what happens. So like this guy, his whole life, like, you know, cause he's still installed uh, at, and, 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 in high school. So it's not really, you know, you're not really watching people go to the bathroom. And so he finally goes to college, right. And he's going to the bathroom, standing up and his roommate, his, you know, homeboy, you know, Steve comes rolling in and he's like, sees, yeah. So Steve comes in and sees, you know, Johnny standing while taking a dump and then that's what we realize that people Whoa. there's a person out there that uh is a standing pooper what makes that funnier is if he stands to do number two but he sits to wipe <laughs> that would pee. be the perfect finale uh, i had to pee uh sitting yeah we know while you were going jeff i thought of a bit which we'll get to later where we're gonna start announcing every time you leave us to pee Dude, we, I, I, honest to God, I thought of the same bit when I was peeing. It's like we had ESP. So uh, moving on. All right. So I got I got our new bit. Shall I, shall I do the new bit I propose? Yes. And also be careful when you use the word shall after bit and don't say I have our new bit shall. Uh, right, because the words blend very awkwardly in audio. You're good at producing radio. Right. Great. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I don't think he was talking to you. Yeah, either. he wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, anyway, I have proposed a new segment to the crew this week. We're going to call this new segment Straight Up Pandering. And what we're going to do is talk about how great somebody is who we desperately want to have on the podcast. And then we're going to take a clip of it and put it on Twitter to pander to him or her. F- her or her well my first suggestion was to him or you know what he... now we're calling it hold on now that you screw that we're calling it pandering okay yes. yeah you know what that should have been it the whole time why was that not it all right I so just, for those I'm listening pandering. i just woke pam up she just hopped out of bed <laughs> okay so let's start this over again here's our new segment straight up pandering we're gonna throw it to pam first <laughs> And Pam, you're okay. Well, anyway, my suggestion was Carl Douglas, but Pam, pick somebody who you want to ramble about, and we will discuss how wonderful they are, and hopefully we can get them on the show. Let's pander. All right, I'm pandering to Jamel Hill, who I have been a fan of for 20 plus years. I love her. 
I think she's so smart. She is super like in tuned to not only what sports fans want to hear, but like she's in social issues. Uh, she's funny. She is beautiful. She is a good dresser and she's super cool. And she's the kind of girl that I, but I'm really not. And I would love to have Jamel Hill on. So, you know. And that is straight up pandering. Now to Kish. <laughs> well, so I was going to say Carl Douglas. He is so smooth. He is the lawyer I want and I need in my life. I need him to smooth talk me through any situation I ever have. And then once we win our case, we're going to smoke a fat blunt. And what more can I ask than a lawyer? And that has been straight up pandering. Let's throw it to Lou. Um, I really appreciate uh, Dominique Foxworth. I think he, he's a voice in the Levitard universe. And I think, I think we all love his taste. He just annihilating Tony out of the blue for no reason. But, you know, he's a fan of Norwals and, I, I want him on. I think I think Foxworth needs to come on to the Lauer after hour and grace us with his presence. It'd be so, I think, just a, a great experience for me to be able to talk to Dominic Foxworth, and I know it'd be a highlight of 2021 for me. Straight up pandering. Let's throw it to Eric. Um, I'm gonna have to piggyback off Kish. I'd go with Carl Douglas and his entire like family. Like I want. Like, what's that saying about trees and apples? And, like, like in his family, doesn't fall. there's got to be, like, a good accountant. Yeah, like, there's got to be, like, a solid accountant that smokes fat blunts with you and talks so smoothly. Like, his cousin or probably, you know, go on to hire him. Maybe, what else do I need? An accountant, a lawyer, IRS guy, that's accountant. That's it. Okay. That's it for now. Doctor? Oh, oh so you, yeah, a cannabis you get investing a, partner. Ooh. So you want to get an accountant on the Lauer after hours? And that's straight up pandering. Yeah, but through, but, but that <laughs> straight up pandering. Now we're throwing it to Fleming M. So who I am pandering to, and this will show if I missed something while I stepped away, is going to be Mike Ryan. So here's the deal, Mike. We love you. We literally were made by your biggest fan. This podcast started with Mike Ryan fan account. We understand you've been under a lot of duress. We're not one of those hipsters you talked about today. We got Corporate Mike from day one. All right. We backed you. I fought my wife about Corporate Mike. All right. My pregnant wife, I told her, you're wrong to her face. I yelled at her. I looked at her in the eyes and said, you're wrong, Sharon. So, Mike Ryan, I want you to come on Lauer After Hours. Spend a quick 45 minutes to two days with us on Zoom and answer our questions. Talk with us. I promise no germs. I promise no questions about every time I've done something that hasn't made it on the show. Just come hang out with us and give Eric, Mike Ryan fan account, what he wants. I'll shut up the whole time just to see Mike Ryan fan account happy. So let's go, Mike Ryan. Make it happen. And that's straight up pandering. Pew, pew, pew. Okay, pew, and pew, pew. I, I will I will wrap us up here. President Obama, we'd uh, really appreciate your presence. I think you'd be uh, a great interview. We can talk hoops. We can talk NCAA uh, brackets. We can talk blunts. Like, it'll be great. We are well worth your time. Um, the, you know, there's only a small number of us that the Secret Service needs to be appreciably considered about. 
uh, or worried about rather, President Obama, please join us at Straight Up Pandering. <laughs> oh God, we're idiots. If we if we got Ob- I, I think we could get Obama. I I think I think. <laughs> Why not? What's what else? What is he's doing? Let's come on. A, let's come on a uh, podcast of a podcast show. If if they sign with Spotify, we'll be friends. If Dan does, if they're signing with Spotify. Him and Michelle. Flem, what would you uh, think about maybe uh, addressing your drugs question? Oh, yeah, my question was: Who on the show would you want to most and least do? acid with and smoke weed with and if you're asking yourself that i almost say do weed and realize i was the lamest person in the world yes so i'm gonna throw it to lou all right so um maybe from the entertaining part it would be billy because i think that if i could control my trip or my being stoned watching him be neurotic and like I think that could be really entertaining. It's either be between Billy and Stu. I think I think Stu, I think when he is in that state of mind, he is this like chill dude and just like let's just hang out. Like I feel like he, I feel like he gets might get huggy. So are you hugger. doing are you doing drugs combined or just weed or acid? Uh, I'm probably because I've never done acid, so I, okay. I, I can only say I would get high. I would get high. I would get high with Stu. Okay, at least. So- probably mike ryan i you know i don't i don't i think this our personalities type it's not i i we just i don't think that we would mix so i actually got uh i, I don't know how much y'all, y'all got into it but um basically with stew i would love to smoke a blunt with stew but i would never do any acid with stew um just because i would feel like i'd get really into my head with like how he's trying to sell me things and that really uh messes with me i've had that experience before and like i don't want my friends messing with me like that and just trying to manipulate me and i feel like he's a master manipulator and he tries to be your friend during it and i feel like i'd be very susceptible to all that and would be very upset that he's trying to do that to me whereas if we're it, yeah, exactly exactly oh, i was gonna go with you yeah the fake laugh during 100%. acid i would lose my mind 100 <laughs> yeah i'd be like please don't do this to me but go ahead whereas when you're smoking weed you're just like yeah you're just fucking around anyway so it's like who cares you know like it's like, ah, you know he's laughing at my my, my shitty ass joke because i don't tell good jokes and i'd be very appreciative that he helped me out but if i was an acid, i'd be like why the fuck is he laughing at my shitty ass joke when he doesn't actually care about it Nope, not Stu. All right. But maybe Chris Cody? Chris Cody, I feel like, would be down. And he well, was acid still, more, just to be clear. Yes, yes. Okay. Chris Cody would be way more genuine. It's because you are our connoisseur here, so like you are the big exclamation yeah. mark. I'm not trying to... Very well. I am I'm waiting for your weed topics because I know you're prepared. Pam? Wapics. I'm excluding myself from the acid question. Because I can't answer it because I don't know. Right. Um, the weed question, most likely, probably Chris, honestly. The one I would least like to would be, it would be Billy. Yeah. Because again, <laughs> it goes back to, uh, well, this was in 
on a different pod, I talked about um, everything that I hate about Billy is the stuff that I know is me and I hate about me. Like, I I don't want to be around me that much. I sure don't want to be around me as Billy. So I was I said I'd take back my answer. I'm gonna do all kinds of drugs with Tony. <laughs> Just to fucking <laughs> Alright, so I'll do I'll go quick because Jeff is the exclamation part exclamation mark. Well, maybe. I, I mean I hope so. I, I don't well, no, I mean I've never done acid, so I can only talk well, about Well then you get the weed talk then. That's fine, but you're gonna go off on the weed. Like, just your, me and Lou? your weed take is gonna be better than mine because I, I haven't I've smoked weed since I was yeah. Oh, I just so just me. Fuck kidding. y'all. All right, I guess. No, I I'm with you. Uh yeah, so yeah, Funny. I'll go with most likely for acid is still going to be Stu because I actually don't think Stu's going to sell me anything. I think Stu is so caught up in enjoying the moment and not really trying to get in the way unless he has to. Like his whole thing's a bit. I think Stu's there and he's used to doing it. So there's that experience over everything. Least, Kish, I'm actually on the opposite side with you. Uh, Chris Cody, I love Chris and Chris made my year last year. So don't take this personal. I do not need that high energy red face all up in me yelling out high energy positive stuff while i'm tripping balls like nope i'm good pass uh i'd rather have billy just freaking out over how we're gonna die in an hour but you see how he's a couple how he's a couple more shoes the problem there is that i'd be having to take care of billy and like chris i feel like would be able to take care of himself i'd be like oh he's just like high energy and then and then then Stu would be trying to sell me his whole like grateful dead like uh and like, i'm fine with that and i'm just gonna be listening to grateful dead the whole entire time and i no, i do i don't need chris throwing up shrooms and then calling into the show monday morning and blaming me for it so <laughs> i said shrooms acid. Acid. but uh, either way i don't yeah i don't want chris like i just don't need that much energy like bro chill billy's like like on sunny it's like frank billy will get stuck in like a like a corner and be convinced <laughs> that he's trapped somewhere yeah. And the whole night, and he can't get out. Like that—that's yes. exactly what he—that's what Billy would do. And then you're the guy on the couch just watching your buddy stand in a corner <laughs> trying to get out for the, for the- <laughs> just like waiting for the escape. Like, please let me. So smoking, though, I go with uh, Chris, and only because I feel like I've seen him high on every video he's ever made. So I'm like, I can hang out with him. Um, least likely to smoke with. I don't think it really matters. Uh, probably Tony. Um, yeah, I mean Tony. Yeah, I just yeah. That's I don't know who. I mean, it's Dan, right? Like nobody wants to be around Dan when he's uncomfortable. Uh, that would be like I don't want to end up taking care of the person who's been like the most knowledgeable, uh, older journalist and radio guy in my experience of entertainment, and I'm telling Greatest him to not freak out. In my generation. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to be the guy telling him not to freak out and to quit eating all my nachos. <laughs> so Dan is uh, Dan is the one I would least likely want to smoke weed with. But we throw it to the one, the only, Jeff, our weed expert. Well, we I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I do. Um, so so I, I, I have an acid take before I get to the weed take because... As y- y'all may know, very frequently people who are taking hallucinogens like to have a babysitter, um, if particularly if they haven't done it before. So I have been a babysitter for a lot of friends as far as, you know, all right, 
Jeff, I want somebody to watch over me when I'm trying this the first time sort of shit. Um, to that end, the person I would most like and least like to take acid with is Billy. Um, <laughs> and, and, and because, you know, we're both kind of a little bit like neurotic assholes. And I, I, I think maybe we could sit around and talk about how scary everything is. But also, I don't trust him not to, like, end up in the corner thinking he's a houseplant. Um, but as far as weed goes, and I was thinking about this. So Stu is the one that is kind of, like, most consistently talking about smoking bowls and whatnot. Or joints. Taking or a walk. Yeah, taking a walk. A stroll. stroll. A stroll. A stroll. And Chris is the one that appears to be objectively the most competitive, I think, um, when it comes to any time they try to do any sports or anything like that, you know, fast, Chris, et cetera, et cetera. He also smokes a lot of weed. Yeah, so my my preference would be to smoke weed with Chris and Stu, but I want to do it in a betting fashion where, you know, we each get a, we each get seven grams in front of us Wow. I'd be like, all right, gentlemen, let's put money down on who goes through this fastest. And that would be my dream scenario because I would be fleecing the fuck out of Stu Gods. I like the scenario in which Jeff is like, he's confident from the assumption, hey, watch me hit these, watch me beat you in horse. And he knows his J is wetter, right? Until the guy he's betting Stu Gods is like, cool, a million a pop. And then it's like, well, now I can't have this game play. Well, I mean, like, he's got to play within, would, within my... Uh... But Stu would do that because he's Stu. He'd be like, let me just outprice this argument because I know I'm going to lose. Yeah, no, but but that would be... <laughs> and, and, and then the person I'd least like to smoke a bowl with, I think, would probably be... It's probably Ant. Yeah. Just because... Who the fuck is Ant? My dream scenario there would just be... To have money on the table and just have Cody here and Stugatz next to him and be like, all right, bros, let's get down. Can I finish this with just telling uh, one like crazy story about tripping and on visuals or we don't have time? Please. Please. So my worst trip ever, and we'll end with this, was me and a bunch of friends. We, we took a, well, we dropped a lot of acid. And we weren't sure what we were doing. We really hadn't been anywhere else. We really had never even done drugs before, right? We were just like, let's try this new thing out because it hasn't been seen. It hasn't been done. So we drop it. And for a while, it's like, uh, I don't think this is going to hit me. I don't think it's going to happen. I think this drug isn't real. And then boom, out of nowhere, when you don't expect it to, it hits you. So anyways, we end up tripping balls. We are at our house, at my house, excuse me, uh, with no AC. Because at that time, we were poor, uneducated people. And we're like, you know what we should do? Uh, we should go out and about. Oh. So, yeah. So we try to find a way to travel around the city without driving. Because, again, we're tripping. And one of my friends is really going crazy telling us there's this weird, fat, orange person telling us to like just do all this crazy nonsense. And so we're tripping balls. Apparently, this big orange person is just telling one of my friends, like, no, go there, go there, go there. So all of us just dumb, being ignorant oh. as hell, because we obviously have, we're out of our mind. We have no capability of thinking for our own. We just follow whatever ignorant stuff this drug and intoxication is telling us. 
So we go to this city building and we literally are like, let's go camp here. Let's go to get in here and let's go take photos with our snake phones. Cause back in the day you had the snake cell phone. <laughs> let's get in here. And so while doing this, we are literally like tripping balls. Like the orange man told us to do this. The orange man said to get in here. So at, here we are just a bunch of kids in Garland, Texas, brown and white, just like going into this public building. And we show up thinking it's empty because again, we're tripping balls. We don't realize it's the middle of the day. And we show up and there's security and there's people inside working. And we're like, oh snap. So I'm like, hey, Brad, hold the rest of our acid. The security guards, we're literally tripping balls. And the security guards just look at us and say, you're good, go. And that's the craziest trip I've ever had in my life. And imagine if we were black. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.